Hey y'all, welcome back to Why Wait Till Monday. I'm your host, Nicole Shabazz. I'm back again with another episode for the Women's Reproductive Health Series. And today I am talking with Jasmine. She's a kindergarten special education teacher. In this episode, Jasmine shares her experience with fibroids while pregnant. She wants to encourage women to seek medical advice if you are experiencing heavy menstrual bleeding and pain each month with your cycle. So I hope you guys enjoy this episode. It's short, but very informative. So let's mm-hmm. start off with you, like introducing yourself and telling us who you are, what you do for a living. All right. So I am Jasmine and I am a special education uh, kindergarten teacher in the city of Patterson. Woo-hoo. <laughs> <laughs> um, this is my third year, my third year teaching special education and I love 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 my little babies okay yeah we need teachers I take my hats off to you guys I couldn't do it <laughs> <laughs> it's a tough job don't get me wrong but these these summer breaks gear us up for the fall <laughs> yeah definitely definitely and you know as we're coming up to August so you're gonna start seeing the back to school commercials and stuff it's like a right mm-hmm. slow your roll <laughs> yep yeah yep, it's out already Okay, so so uh, we're talking about either menopause, either or, a menopause, um, fibroids, or hysterectomy. So, which one of these conditions have you um, experienced? I have fibroids. I had uterine fibroids. Okay, and when did you um, learn that you had um, uterine fibroids? Well, I found that I was pregnant and that I had fibroids all at the same time. And um, I was at the hospital, I was having cramps and I was telling the doctor, like, you know, I'm like, my, my stomach is hurting. My period is not coming, but my stomach has been hurting for like the last two or three weeks. And he says, well, um, you're pregnant. I'm like, okay. And then he's like, and you have fibroids. I'm like, all right, not okay. I don't know what that is. (laughs) So then he, he broke it down and he, he drew like a little diagram to show me what the fibroids look like. And, you know, like where they were positioned at on and in my uterus. And yes. from there, I just started doing so much research because it was a term I had never heard. Right. So um, once you um, once you were diagnosed with the fibroids and being pregnant, how did that affect your pregnancy, if at all? Oh, it affected us tremendously. My first um, my first doctor's appointment after the hospital like the initial um the initial doctor's visit the doctor was like your fibroids will probably grow as -hmm. the pregnancy grows because the prenatal vitamins was not only feeding the baby but it was also feeding the fibroids Mm -hmm. so I had to you know we had to monitor that and he said you have options you can terminate the pregnancy have the fibroids removed, then try again. You can try to go full term, but neither one of you might not make it. Or you mm-hmm. can just go full term and have a hectic pregnancy. So we went with the hectic, the hectic pregnancy, and six years definitely. later, we're here. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I'm going to take my chances. Right. right. It's one of those, it's one of those decisions. It's like you really have to just think about pray on it and just go with it because it's like okay now you tell me I need to terminate or my life and it's like okay what if I do 
and then I never get pregnant again, you know? Right. So it's like right. it's so much to think about, so much to consider. So like you said, six years later and you here, your son's here. So right. everything but worked it, out. Yeah, he didn't lie though. It was tough. I went out mm -hmm. of work. I went out of work uh three months. Okay. At three yeah, I went months? out of work. Yeah, three months pregnant. I have I had to go on leave because I had before that I had been to the hospital about four or five times. Mm -hmm. Same issues. Um, the fibroids begin to de degenerate. That's when mm -hmm. they start to break down, and it just causes pain. Your whole okay. body is in pain. Okay, so were you on bed rest, or you just had to? Um, you were high risk, so you just had to take it easy. I was high risk. Mm -hmm. Um, I was high risk. I had to take it easy, but it wasn't anything I could do to prevent it. So whether I laid in bed all day or if I, you know, if I went out and walked around, it was just going to happen regardless because that's just a part of the fibroid and that's what fibroids do. Mm -hmm. Okay. Were you able to have a vaginal delivery or did you have to have a C-section? I had a C-section. Okay. I had uh, a fibroid in the birth canal. Okay. So I had a C-section and my son was born at 38 weeks, 38 okay. weeks. Because okay. at that point, it was no more room for him to grow. Okay. Okay. So, um, so your fibroid was, um, it was either still growing. It was there. Some of them were still there and still growing during the pregnancy. Correct. Yep. Okay. Okay, so I, what is I like what I was is, having triplets. <laughs> <laughs> so what was so what was what is life like now after pregnancy and with the fibroids? Okay, so in I had my son in 2017, and then 2018 I had a myomectomy to have them removed. Okay, and talk about a game changer. My cramps used to be so bad so bad i'm talking about vomiting and i got a pretty i got uh, my menstrual cycle really early okay. i was nine mm -hmm. and every month i have to stay home at least the first day i have to stay home vomiting in bed cramps i can't move you know mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. then i have and even into my adult years up until i had i had him i was still having cramps like that <clears throat> mm -hmm. and then after i had the myomectomy a, a whole different ball game. I don't feel anything. That's great. No cramps. So do you no go? Nothing. Do you go for a uh, annual or biannual? Um, when you go for your Pap smear, are they doing mm -hmm. ultrasounds too? How often are they checking your checking you for um, fibroids or if they're returning? Um, they have returned. They have mm -hmm. returned. I I just want like out of curiosity, I went to get them um to get just get it looked at they have returned but they're small okay they're super okay. small they're like the size of a pea like a little okay you know. they're tiny yeah okay so they just so you're just monitoring it for now right and there's no pain no discomfort or anything so just okay let it mm -hmm. so that's great to hear that's that's great to hear that um that you have that you're having success with it and now you're just monitoring monitoring it 
So um, what is it? Is there anything else you would want to share or talk about with the fibroids or any advice that you would want to give to um, to women? Yes. So if your cramps are bad, if your menstrual cycle is heavy or you have severe pain, go get checked. Go get checked. And it's so common in Black women. And I believe it's hereditary. I have it. My first cousins, you know, who are females, they have bad cramps. And, you know, I am urging them to go get checked as well, mm -hmm. just so they can tackle it. You know, if they want to have kids in the future, this this was my experience. I'm trying to prevent this experience um, for you. Go get checked, mm -hmm. get whatever surgeries you need. Or um, they do have other surgeries where you just take pills and it's supposed to shrink the fibroids. Mm -hmm. I didn't I didn't want that surgery because of um all of the symptoms that came along with it, all the side effects that came along with it. So mm -hmm. I'm definitely urging people to go get mm -hmm. checked because it's not a joke. Yeah. It's not a joke. You become pregnant and you got fibroids. Mm -hmm. You I've seen people actually lose their baby. Yeah. So it's a serious thing. Yeah, it really is. And um, and you're right, it is hereditary. They say that, um, you know, if a woman, if your mom had it, you're more than likely going to, you know, get it mm -hmm. as well. Um, and it's good that you're talking to your family about it because, um, you know, it's one of the things where people are just quiet about what's going on with their bodies mm -hmm. and no one knows until you do, until you go through something or you have a surgery or something and you're talking about it and us cousin or a sister might say oh I did it too and you're like well, why do you say something right, <laughs> you know, it's, right. it's not it's not a, it's not a secret you know it's something that women are going through and you would think there mm -hmm. was more um research or more conversations about it since it's mm -hmm. like a, a high prevalent condition that we go through yeah yeah I was I was so surprised I had never heard the term and I remember when my mom had a hysterectomy, but I was young and I, I didn't know why, mm -hmm. you know? So when he, the doctor told me I had fibroids, I'm like, well, what is that? Mm -hmm. And like I explained everything to me. Yeah. So I really appreciate you taking this time. It didn't take us long to discuss anytime, this, but anytime. I'm glad that we had the conversation. So I want to, um, I just learned today that it's actually a fibroid month and it just so happened to be July. I was like, look at that. How oh, I would have better prepared, right? <laughs> so now I really got to get this out. And um, I really got to get this out before the end of the month. <laughs> now I feel, <laughs> I feel committed to having to, uh, mm -hmm. to get it out. But um. I really want to have more conversations around this topic and not just, mm -hmm. um, you know, not just start it and then leave it, but really to do big things around it to even, um, right. you know, have conversations about it and getting the younger ladies involved and right. hear other people's stories that we were better prepared. And like for menopause and stuff, like tell us what to expect. <laughs> like one day you just wake right. up and you have this big old hot flash and you're like, what is this? <laughs> What's going on? <laughs> yeah, so definitely we want to start to get the conversation going. Um, so thank you so mm -hmm. much, Jasmine, for your time. You're I appreciate welcome. it. Anytime. Anytime. Thank okay. you for having me. You're welcome. You're welcome. Right, bye. Right, bye. Thank you for listening to this episode of Why Wait to Monday. If you enjoyed this episode, please leave a review and share with a friend. If you would like to send me a message, you can email whywaittillmonday at gmail.com. That's whywaittillmonday at gmail.com. 
The content you hear on Why Wait Till Monday is for informational purposes only and does not intend or imply to be a substitute for professional advice or consultation with the healthcare professional. Always seek guidance from your healthcare provider. I'll talk to you soon on the next episode. And in the meantime, start now. Don't wait until Monday. Bye now.